Welcome back to another episode of Cluster Fudge. I'm here once again with Alex. How are you, Alex? I'm well, Alan. Glad to be back. Sorry it's been so long. Oh, it's okay. So uh, let's let's see what we got. We've got to do a uh, tribute to uh, the man, Eddie Van Halen, um, who passed away, I think, on October 6th. Yes. Um, so just want to share, you know, we've known each other a long time, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you were a huge Van Halen fan. You got me kind of into Van Halen. I mean, obviously, I knew Jump and some of their other popular songs, but I listened to more of them. I ended up buying... Uh, three albums I was recollecting, 5150 for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge and Balance. Mm. So I became more of a fan, um, but didn't really go further through that. And uh, the other day I found out I have Sirius Radio and they're doing a tribute channel to Van Halen and it's all Van Halen. And I had to drive, uh, spent a lot of time in the car and I li- for, for a three-hour drive down to South Florida and a three-hour drive back, I stuck in on that station, and I didn't switch the channel once. <laughs> so I had six hours of Van Halen, and they barely repeated a song. Yeah. Um, they really only repeated because they had like special guests come in and play their favorites. But other than that, they played <laughs> all sorts of... And I was on the way here. I even listened to... I heard uh, Sinner's Song. I had never heard that before. Sinner's Swing. Or Sinner's Swing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was cool. I was surprised to hear uh, an F-bomb. I'm like, oh, okay. There well, we go. I mean, Sirius, they don't have the FCC regulation on it, so you could... No, I mean, just from Van Halen, not from Sirius. Oh, that is true. <laughs> it is It is rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's great. I mean, their music, it's just... Um, you know, I, I wanted to say, like, a long time ago... You had told me, like, we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, uh, I said, what's your, we were kids, what's your favorite Van Halen song? And so, like, for me, it was, like, pretty much, like, right now, like, it's one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I like the whole Carpe Diem aspect and all that. I love the video. Right. But then you told me, like, I don't have a favorite one. And I said, what do you mean? And you said, well, it depends on my mood. And now that I'm older, like, <laughs> I understand what you're talking about mm-hmm. now. Because I could listen to right now, or I could listen to Why Can't This Be Love, or I could listen to Jump, and or whatever song I'm listening to, or um, Ain't Talking About Love, or, or whatever it is, and it just it puts you in a different mood no matter what. And there's so many different like sound styles they do. Like mm-hmm. you know they'll have like the guitar solo or a synthesizer solo or a, a song that sounds like a, a country hit mm-hmm. or or a punk hit like Atomic Punk was yep. just playing or a rock hit or modern or i mean just it's so many different and i really love how they evolved from the times like you know people bashed like oh hagar and i'm going on but Mm -hmm. people bashed about like you know hagar comes in and the split with lee roth but then hagar put like a new sound on it right and it really fit into like the mid to late 80s and -hmm. it was a little bit more popish so if you were a old school van halen maybe you didn't like it but it was still good in a different way and eddie was still really jamming on the guitar so it really didn't matter so I don't know. It's 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 just great. I find myself liking a lot of the old stuff with Dave that I never heard before. It's uh, it's cool that you're being exposed to it in that format where, yeah, I mean, like on a typical radio station, there are some songs like you're describing they would never play. Yeah, never. I mean, one is obvious for FCC reasons, but otherwise it's just it's not popular enough for them to play. But right. you have a station on Sirius where they're dedicated to Playing nonstop Van Halen, if you're going to do that, then you're not going to exclude anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's there were six albums, well, six original albums with David Lee Roth, and then he did a seventh one in 2012. Yes, I just learned that, too. Yeah, and with Sammy Hagar, they did four studio albums, and then on top of that, Dave and Sammy have done additional songs, right. whether it be on the Twister soundtrack or the mm-hmm. Best of 
um, you know, volumes and, and stuff that they've done. But, um, yeah, no, it's what you described for me that I, I told you 25 years ago <laughs> was, um, it, it still does hold true. However, I can honestly say uh, I'm always, <laughs> no matter what mood I'm in, I'm always happy to hear Panama. Panama, okay. I could be, you know, up, down, in a certain mood or whatever. And if I hear Panama, I'm, I'm immediately ready to hear the rest of Panama. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotcha. However, if it's I'm a in a song. certain mood, um, that might still not be my favorite Van Halen song. That might not be my favorite song, even on 1984. My mm-hmm. favorite song in 1984. Maybe I'm in the mood to hear Jump, or maybe I'm in the he- mood to hear Hot for Teacher, mm-hmm. or even something a little deeper, like uh, Drop Dead Legs or um, House of Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but like th- th- all the songs have some merit to them, and yeah, um, I mean there there are f- there I could count on one hand. Van Halen songs that I dislike, mm-hmm. but I do have a few that I dislike, but they're, they're few and far between compared to just a huge, huge, uh, library that they've had. Yeah. I mean, I listen, I listened for six hours and I heard a plethora of songs that I'd never heard before. And not at one time those, I was just like, hey, I'm going to change the channel. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kept it on like, and they were just playing obscure stuff. And I mean, they played a lot of songs from balance, which I had the album, mm. but I haven't listened to it in 20 years. And I'm right. like, Oh yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Wham, bam. Oh, Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, this is cool, you know? So Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, I was totally, totally digging it. Highly recommend if you're a Van Halen fan, Sirius Channel 27. I don't know how long they're going to be doing it for, but it's it's, it's awesome. I remember, boy, I have so many Van Halen memories. I got to see Van Halen with all three lead singers multiple times. Okay. So I've seen Sammy Hagar. You saw multiple times for Gary Sharon? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. In 98, in 98, or maybe spilling into 99, but in 98, we drove up to Pennsylvania to see them initially. And then finally, they came down to our area in South Florida, mm-hmm. which however many months later that was, but it was still, Gary was still with the band, either on a new leg of the tour or uh, maybe just late in the tour. But we saw them um, in Sunrise Musical Theater mm-hmm. back when that was still a, a thing. And uh, no, it, the, I will say this for Gary as a live performer. He l- dug deep into the library, whereas Sammy kind of was like, no, we're just going to stick to the Sammy era. And mm. I might do three to four Dave, Dave era songs. songs right. But for the most part, it's just going to be Sammy with Van Halen. Only. And that excluded six albums of material, which they played albums on the radio, even back in the 90s, multiple songs from each album. And I was like, man, I would really love to hear this song live and that song live. And it never happened. Gary had no issues with singing Roth songs or Hagar songs. He sang them both. And mm-hmm. for that reason, I will give him props. He was a Van Halen fan. He was a capable Van Halen singer. Right. The only thing that he has going against him is the actual album three that he was featured on, which Eddie was pretty much in charge of it. He was going very avant-garde. He's going, I'm going to do stuff that I've never done before. Even if the average listener isn't into it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it was. It wasn't very... Uh, accessible. It wasn't very listener friendly, so it gets it gets uh, a lot of cri- criticism as a result. Um, but 
otherwise, yeah, I saw twice with Gary Sharon. Mm. I've seen twice with uh, Hagar cool. because uh, Hagar I saw with the uh, Balance album mm-hmm. that tour in uh, in Miami, and then I saw him in. I think in um, the Panthers Arena in oh BB&T Center, yeah, the, the, or right. whatever it was called then, yeah, yeah. Um, it, they change its name like every couple of years, yeah. Right? yeah. But uh, in what where is that? Uh, in Sunrise, yeah, Sunrise. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, I saw him there in '04, and uh, I guess that was the last time Sammy toured with Eddie because that that ended in a bad falling out, mm-hmm. right? And then three years after that, shockingly. Eddie did reunite with David Lee Roth, a thing we never thought would happen. Mm-hmm. I remember the rumors when, when Sammy first left the band back in 96. Yeah, it was 96. And there was rumors. Oh, Sammy's out. And, and David Lee Roth's coming back. I was like, no way. After oh, all yeah, the yeah, trash that. talking. And then it didn't happen. And right. then they came out on MTV at the video music awards. And they presented uh, Beck for like best uh, solo artist or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, David Lee Roth is with Van Halen? Look, it was all four of the original members on stage for the first and last time because when he came back, Michael Anthony was out of the band by that time. Right. Unfortunately. Well, Mark Stone wasn't there, but who's talking? Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> Let's not be specific. No, no. Since they I'm recorded albums, now. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. Um, you're right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you had the four guys we saw on mm-hmm. Van Halen 1 through 1984. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa. And they were all on, on stage together. MTV, I was like, it's finally happening. Within a week, they're done. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, we learn Gary Sharon's in the band. It's like, the mm-hmm. guy from Extreme? What? Mm-hmm. The guy that sings more than words? Mm-hmm. And so that was a thing. So the, even Gary Sharon had that going against him because it's like, <laughs> we got teased that uh, Dave was coming back and then it was Gary. So he he had a no-win situation. So right. I do feel I do feel for Gary. Uh, and you had that, met the other guy, right? I had met his guitarist from Extreme, right? Uh, Nuno, Nuno Bentancourt, yes. Who, in a, uh, in of himself, is an excellent, excellent guitarist. Uh-huh. Um, if you recall the Bill and Ted scene where Socrates and all them are in the mall. Oh, he does the solo. The... That that is Extreme, really playing that song. Oh, that, I didn't know so that. So that is Nuno on guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just actually watched that movie with my daughter. Yeah, that song, Do You Want to Play? Play with me. Um, okay. That is extreme. Oh, that's cool. And, um, and like, so they're listen- credited in the in the end, or is it just like yeah, a non credited? No, okay. no, I think that's off one of their albums, I believe. Oh, I could, really? Okay. I could be wrong, but. Um, oh, that's funny. It, and, like, listen to the guitar work on that song. It is mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I met Nuno Betancourt in an unrelated story. I was working in uh, Pompano Beach at a mall and he came in and I was working at a software, etc., selling Sega Genesis games. And he and his entourage were looking for like FIFA soccer and all this stuff to play for whatever reason. And I was picking him out and I had no idea it was him until he came to pay for it. And he hands me his credit card and I read his name on the credit card mm-hmm. and how many people are named Nuno Betancourt, let alone just Nuno. And I was like, Oh my God, are you the guitarist from extreme? He's like, yeah, yeah. I've tried to be quiet about it. So, that was my experience with Nuno. For, for the listeners that don't know, a mall is a place where we used to shop for things. And it's all enclosed. In yes. It's not even outdoors. And Software Etc. was a place to buy computer and video game accessories. And the Sega Genesis to... was a video game system, not the device from Star Trek Two. And you used to purchase video game cartridges yes. as your games. In yes. They were solid objects you held in your hand. You just blew my mind. I know. <laughs> 
But so. Uh, yeah, so I've always been a, a well, not always. I've I've been a huge Van Halen fan since Fern Lawful Carnal Knowledge was a couple years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was a big fan of Fern Lawful Carnal Knowledge. Uh, I will defend Sammy Hagar as a singer of Van Halen. I know a lot of people that got introduced just during the original Roth era. We're very anti-Sammy because they were so used to Roth. Right. And Roth is... It's is a different a, sound. It is a very different sound, and Roth as a persona is a one-of-a-kind. Oh, absolutely. Human He's being. a showman, there, for sure. There is no one like David Lee Roth. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, I one get it. One break coming up. So One break coming <laughs> up. Yeah. He's... Um, yeah, no, he's irreplaceable. However... Sammy, an excellent singer, and like you said, Eddie's a sound evolved during the 80s, so it's, I mean, it is what it is, but um, no, I'm a fan of really all eras. I, I, don't, I didn't like Three as an album, but like I told you, I liked Gary as a live performer. Uh-huh. And um, no, so I've seen Sammy live, I've seen Gary live, and I saw Dave live in the first performance that they went together, which was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. My friend Alex uh, Perdomo. Uh-huh. I remember him. From Miami. He mm-hmm. uh, he was like, he's a huge, huge Van Halen fan, mm-hmm. particularly David's David Lee Roth's era. And he can't stand Sammy Hagar. So, okay. Oh, right. Finally, our dreams were, were realized. And, mm-hmm. and Dave and Van Halen were going to tour again. And we're like, this first tour, this first performance is in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have to see them. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to last this tour. <laughs> they're going to break up. We're sure of it. So we hopped on planes. He got someone in Miami. I happened one in here in Orlando. We flew up to Charlotte. We met up there. We got a hotel the night before. And then we just hung out for the whole day until the concert started the next evening. Right. And it was so much fun like just adults kind of doing an adult sleepover it was right yeah <laughs> just a lot of fun nice and um no we saw we saw dave with van halen and now wolfgang van halen was the bass player mm-hmm. and uh, that was super cool and then five years later they do their first studio album in decades mm-hmm. that was a different kind of truth which by the way is a good album. If you okay. haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, I, I haven't. Um, I might have heard one or two songs that they played on the on the series, but yeah, I never even heard of the album mm. until I just started doing the research. But yeah, it um it came out around the time when daughter was born. Yeah, it was 2012, I think. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, it was kind of my soundtrack to my life mm-hmm. <laughs> as I had this newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few months later, they came down to. Uh... No, let's see. Where did I see them? Yeah, I saw them in. Um, I saw them in uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. With Peter, Peter had some great, great tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so Jeremy was supposed to go, and our friend Jeremy, uh, who lives on the other side of the state of Florida, he decided not to go for whatever reason. So he's like, "Let, let Alan have it." So I got to sit in a seat, and these were expensive seats, mm-hmm. like seventh row, and we had like uh, tickets to see the sound check. So before the 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 performance. They were doing a sound check an hour or so before the show, and Eddie and the band, with minus Dave, they were doing instrumental versions of certain sure. songs, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Right, super cool, like a right. private little concert with right. Van Halen. That's awesome. And um, I've got a few pictures up on on Facebook, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, no, Eddie, I, I barely have talked about Eddie this whole time. Eddie as a performer, um, and you listening to a whole bunch of uh, Van Halen songs, you know this now. He's very uh, unique in how he approached the instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of unorthodox pl- 
playing styles. And I don't just mean the right hand on the neck sort of thing, although that is a big signature of his, but like stuff about how he he'll work harmonics into the middle of songs. And whenever you hear the guitar screech, like Mm -hmm. like that's very signature Van Halen, Mm -hmm. where he's just plucking out these harmonics under heavy distortion. And he just knew where every little harmonic was on each string and how he could move them around by placing his fingers on different parts of the, of the neck board. And it was really, as a guitarist, I was very influenced by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a uh, Eddie Van Halen signature guitar mm-hmm. over there. It's uh, an EVH Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got that because I play so many Van Halen songs. I want something that's not going to go out of tune every time I do these crazy whammy bar bends on it and stuff. So, right. um, no, as a uh, as an influencer of rock music and music as a whole... I very much respect Eddie's take on, you know, just because people did it one way, uh, what what else can I squeeze out of this instrument and, and make it make unique noises? And how do I make this my own signature sound? Oh, yeah, he definitely did that. And it was just different. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's not much to say. I mean, this is why they dedicated a whole channel to him on Sirius. They <laughs> yeah. just know what his influence is, was on, uh, on music and everything. And it, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just great, and and you know I'm just so enjoying like my eye opening, like you know like we're we're going up to Tennessee in a couple of weeks, and you know I plan on listening to it mm-hmm. just all the way up and all the way back, <laughs> and you know I you're gonna I, introduce your kids to Van Halen. Yeah, well you know it's funny you bring that up. Mm-hmm. It transitions to the next thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um. So you know my my daughter she she's 13. She feels like she was born in the wrong era. She would, would love to be a child of the 80s. She loves mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, all the stuff from the 80s. And and you know it was actually I thought this was very interesting. So um, you know I listen to uh, sometimes I listen to the local sports radio guy. His name's Mark Daniels, but he kind of aggravates me a little bit. Whatever. I used to work with him a long time ago. Okay. He sits there and he says he's like some sort of self-proclaimed like 80s music guru. And all this, you know, like, oh, and and so they'll try to trick him and play, like, these obscure 80s songs, like, on the sports radio show. Mm. And they'll be like, oh, it's this, and oh, it's that. And so then Eddie passes, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I remember seeing Van Halen at the Hollywood Sportatorium. Do you remember the Hollywood Sportatorium? Uh, it closed in, like, 1988. It was in South Florida. It, it's and in it, Miami, isn't it? Well, it's in Hollywood. It's, like, off of Pembroke Is Pines. It? Okay. You know, it was. It, it, it closed in 88, okay. but, like, from the, in the late 70s and early 80s, it hosted, like, Everybody mm-hmm. like ACDC, Kiss, Alex Perdomo saw David Lee Roth solo there. Okay, so I mean, just like everybody, so he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I saw Van Halen in 1981 and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And then, so they were like, Okay, so then, um, so the guy in the uh, in, in the show, the the other guy that was with him, he was just like, All right, well, you know, you're such an 80s guru, he's like, I'm gonna play something for you, mm-hmm. and um. You know, because, you know, like I said, uh, Eddie had just passed, so it's like a Van Halen thing. And he, okay. So he said, you know, you should you should know what it is. So he played this. You know what that's from? It's live. Yeah, but it's from, it's from something. Yeah. Oh, that's the Beat It song. There you go. That's the Beat I, It solo. Yeah, yes. which is amazing Yeah, in itself. like yes. I mean, it even takes the one of the best songs ever and amplifies it. So right. that's the Beat It solo so without the musical accompaniment. Yeah. So actually, it's not live. That's No, that's, ju- that's just the Beat It. Right. But that's from Thriller, yeah. Right. 
So um, they played that for him, and he's just like, I don't know what that is. Oh, and I'm wow. like, but you're this 80s. I mean, Beat It was like the most popular song ever, and it's still one of the most popular songs. I played it for my daughter, mm-hmm. and in three seconds, she knew. She's like, yeah, that's that's from Beat It. That's Eddie Solo and Beat nice. It. And she knew it right away. She's 13. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, really? Well, it's, it is difficult because that's not the, the version you hear on the album right, or on the radio. My daughter picked that out right away. She yeah. like knew every little thing. And plus, I told her that. I said, yeah, you know that part with the... That's, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then when you hear it in Beat It, you're like, oh, now I hear with the little... The little in the background. And right. Okay. Yeah, no, so. but, but what's missing that is the, the rhythm guitar, the down out now, down out now, down out now, down out now. Yeah. But I mean, like even that, like even, you know, uh, Madison even knows, you know, the, the little riff that he does in, uh, in back to the future. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, which, <laughs> which, which I love that story where like, I guess for some reason Van Halen didn't want to give rights to use a Van Halen. You heard that story? No. What is the story? Oh, so I guess for for whatever reason, Van Halen, Mm -hmm. they wanted to use something rocky, and they were like, well, we got to use Van Halen. So Mm -hmm. I got to use Van Halen. So for some reason, I don't know if there was like a contract thing or maybe something with Dave or whatever it was, even though Dave, I think, had already left by 85 or whenever they're making the movie. Well, there was a transition going on. Right. So I don't think when when the movie Back to the Future came out, Dave was technically out of the band yet. Right. So and I, Dave did own, he co-owned the rights to all six of the album right. material. So it might have been one of those things where, you know, Eddie doesn't want to share right. the royalties with Dave because he doesn't like him very much right now. Right. So so they were like, well, how do we get by this? And so he's like, well, we'll just make it easy. We'll just write Edward Van Halen on the tape. Right. Because, and then we'll just have Eddie do like an original 30 second riff. Mm-hmm. And so Eddie was like, sure. And so that little clip that you hear, like "Greetings, Earthling," that's that's mm-hmm. not on any album. That's no, just for sure. Eddie. That's just Eddie just just jamming away on the guitar. And I remember hearing that. I was like, "This isn't a Van Halen song." Like right. I knew it wasn't on any of the albums. Right. And uh, but there's drums in that too, which now I'm oh, questioning. Maybe, maybe Alex well, did a little something. It, it may or may not have been because. Eddie does play drums. Yes, he does. Right. So Eddie, maybe he did it both. And exactly. They just it it might have yeah. all been Eddie Van Halen. Um, in 1983 is when he first opened his home studio, the 50 studio 5150. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they recorded 1984 at 5150 and of course, 5150 and all subsequent albums by Van Halen since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, well, I don't think I should wonder, of course, this must've been recorded at 5150, but you know, with Eddie spending all his time in that studio, I'm like, he would sleep in the studio and stuff. Right. Um, and like, I would imagine like maybe he was just like, I'll just record these, all these tracks. So he'd like get on the drums and mm-hmm. do, 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 do. apparently he recorded most of the drums on Van Halen three as well, which is kind of crazy with Alex being like, okay, I guess I'll just perform it live when we do the, the tour. But really, did, oh, yeah, was like, right. Eddie would do some weird stuff, even though he wouldn't be credited on the album. There were some times when he was just like, ah, screw it. I'll just, I'll play bass. I'll play <laughs> drums, you know, like okay. you just, you just do it. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a weird thing. Like there's a lot of stuff we think we know about Eddie Van Halen and it's a lot of stuff we're starting to learn mm-hmm. post-mortem. So yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, that could very well be all Eddie Van Halen. There might be guitar, drums, and bass on that Marty McFly, uh, George McFly recording. Right, right. So yeah, it's a fun little tidbit. I love how he's on that and then 
Uh, oh, uh, the Van Halen channel played this. This was this I didn't even know. You might not even know this. Mm. This was a song, and I gotta find the name of it. I can't remember right now. Came out in 2012, mm-hmm. and they start playing this LL Cool J song, and I'm like, what is this? Hmm. And it's totally like an LL Cool J song. There's okay. nothing about it. I'm like, and it says LL Cool J slash Eddie Van Halen. I'm like, okay. Mm. Listening to the song. It's a pretty good LL Cool J song. 2012, it goes on. 75% of the way through the song, there's Eddie jamming on the guitar just no for no kidding. reason in the middle of the song. Wow. And I'm like, this song's awesome. I First of all, I didn't yeah. know LL Cool J made a 2012 song. So right. That's interesting. Right. But so that's a song that came out the same year as A Different Kind of Truth. Yeah. I you you got me there. Or it actually, it might have been 2013. Okay, but, but still, but way. it's around the same time. Yeah, I did not know to, about uh, this song. I've known about a bunch of obscure Eddie Van Halen songs. He teamed up with Brian May in the 1980s, and they did a, a song called like Starseed, and I think maybe one other. And then like him and Roger Daltrey did a song. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, called right. like the Lost Boys or I something. I got it right here. Yeah. Song is called Not Leaving You Tonight. Okay. Came out in, I think, 2013. Mm. So check, LL Cool J. Check it out. If not you like Leaving LL Cool J, tonight, it's a pretty good LL Cool J song. And so. there's an Eddie and then Van there's Halen. An Eddie Van Halen guitar solo. solo. That is crazy. Yep. I yep. will check that out. Yep. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I taught you something. You got me. I got you. On I was like, there's no way. Yeah. I've heard them all. Yeah, no, that was that was it. That was I will, cool. I will so. definitely check that out. Anyway, Eddie, we will miss you. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic contribution to all yeah. our lives yeah, yeah. and everything. And, uh, you know, we'll pass it along to the future generations. I mean, absolutely. That's One of those things, thing about that. you know, like uh, Dr. McCoy famously said, he's not dead so long as we remember him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, his music will not die, and fans like us can either listen or perform his music in our own ways, and I think that's that's a great way to continue the, the Van Halen legacy. Yeah, you live immortally. So. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks, man. Um, everyone out there, please, if you want to check out us more, we do have a fan page on Facebook. Check out Podcast Cluster Fudge on Facebook. Look us up. And, um, yeah, we will, uh, we will be back.